from Des Moines, where if you can make it here, you've got a good shot of making it in West Des Moines. It's the Talking Paragraphs podcast, starring your host, me, former journalist, future teacher, and guy most likely to say, I don't know, man, I fell asleep. Daniel Finney on the line with us as always is my buddy, my pal, my classmate, the man about Bluff City, the Sultan of Spreadsheets, and the world's most dangerous accountant, Memphis Paul. Welcome, buddy. I, I like that. I, I don't I don't like every description. Uh, but the world. dangerous accountant that, yeah. that, that, that gives me a lot of wiggle room. Uh, I, I've always seen you as a guy who could be the, the guy from that crappy Michael Douglas movie falling down. Like you could be that guy. Oh, he was, he was dangerous. Yeah. Was. And super creepy. I don't think you're super creepy, but you could be that dangerous. You could be the guy who one day flips out because the burger yeah. that you order doesn't look like the burger in the picture. Oh, uh, okay. Well, this dangerous account that, that, you know, I could, uh, I could use a, a stapler, you know, and the staple down far enough. Yeah. Uh, like accidentally punch someone with a three hole punch. Their hand their hand was in the punch. Yeah. And it punched and it, it affected them. The staple remover. I think the staple remover is a powerful weapon in the wrong hand. Uh, but if you send, if you hand someone a staple document yeah. and, and their hand is on the other side of the staple and they accidentally, you know, get it caught. There's a potential for skin um, puncture there. It could be uh, painful. Well, you know, that's interesting you mentioned that because as part of my preparations for student teaching, I have to take an online course about bloodborne pathogens. So this scenario that you described may well be in... A source the... of pathogens. <laughs> right. Good. We've got a lot of topics to get to today. We've got the HBO series on Brittany Murphy's life and death, the Hawkeye miniseries on Disney Plus, the Omicron variant of COVID-19, various college football talks, and a couple of Zero Hedge stories. But it's okay. Like everything else, I'm afraid to talk about it, and I'll cut it later. Speaking of dead people, um, Brittany Murphy. Yeah. If you don't remember Brittany Murphy, there's probably good reason for it. She was. Yeah. Let's see. She was in a movie with Aston Kutcher at the time when. I'm going to say early 2000s. I don't even care enough to Wikipedia this. She was dating Aston Kutcher at the time. Oh, yeah. And then the only other movie I really remember her from is she was in the first. What was the name of those movies that? Oh, the first Sin City. She oh, was in that. And she had a scene with one of the characters, a couple of scenes. And that's all I really remember about Brittany Murphy. I mean, I thought she died. Uh, they weren't quite sure what she died of, like whether it was some kind of chemical problem or a weight loss problem. Right. There were a lot of like rumors. And apparently now what it, Whatever this, whatever Brittany Murphy died of is now worthy of 
a multi-part HBO Max series, which we're kind of disingenuous in bringing up because neither one of us is going to watch it. But this is your topic. Uh, Feel free to dig in. Yeah. Well, you've approached uh, this topic uh, from a direction that I... uh, was not going to approach it from. So, uh, feel free to pivot, I, friend. I'm, I'm going to pivot this wide, ongoing and wide, diverse Brittany Murphy coverage. Sure. Um, so, there are um, channels, content channels on YouTube uh, that are uh, kind of for. Uh, uh, men ostensibly, yeah, men going their own way. Men, men are like trying to um, uh, understand the post-feminist landscape. Uh, that might be a way of putting it. I was I was listening to a uh, an episode of one of these um, writers, content writers, and. Uh, it did a pretty good summing up uh, to an extent of like um, you uh, you had the um, advances in birth control, uh, so women were better able to um, control the path of their uh, young life, mm-hmm. um, enter college and you know professional life, uh, plan out. Family uh, better than, than before birth control was available, um, and they kind of talked about uh, the concept of um, hypergamy, which uh, is a concept where um, uh, women just through biology through our time, you know, in the as cavemen uh, are looking to have a mate who's going to provide the very best for them. Um, And with women in college, um, it's like men really aren't doing much better than, uh, than they are. Um, So from that principle, um, I just want to add here, I'm sure glad we didn't approach it directly. What's that? This Brittany Murphy. Oh, oh am I am I uh, not getting to Brittany Murphy or am I taking too much time on on this topic? Uh, well, I, I will just say this. You were the one who wanted the meandering of- to be about an hour, about an hour. And uh, I feel like I'm in a, a class like some kind of like English class where the oh, professor's uh-huh. going on about Chaucer and it's a Shakespeare <laughs> class. Yeah. Ah, so, um, there's like no, no need for, for men and, and relationships in a lot of cases. Um, and that leads to uh, framing of relationships of like, oh, do we even need men? Like, uh, maybe women can just be strong and independent. You know, single motherhood—that's great. More, you know, power, power, girl power. Um, which leads to, you know, how does this lead to Brittany Murphy? Well, uh, I'm, I'm rounding into that. Uh, you can have, uh, you know, 50 years ago, Elizabeth Taylor is a film star because that's what every young woman wanted to be, someone who would uh, be pleasing to men. Uh, but 50 years later, you can be Brittany Murphy and just be kind of spunky. You know, you're not a 10, maybe you're a 7. Uh, however, what's interesting is... Uh, when you do a biopic on an actual person, 
they tend to cast like the actor being cast to uh, to be this person is actually more attractive than the original person. Like season one of uh, The Crown, uh, they have a very Claire Foy. There's a very attractive woman playing the young Queen of Elizabeth. Uh, and and they, uh, they also found a very attractive actor to play uh, uh, Brittany Murphy, uh, who I always thought was uh, a star because she, did, she was kind of non-threatening uh, to young women uh, who might want to go watch a rom-com in that, in that era. Uh, so uh, so this, this, was, this was my take on feminism as it applies to uh, Brittany Murphy. So uh, you're saying she could have used a man if the man was a paramedic who could have revived her. <laughs> Ah, she's she, she turned her nose up at the paramedic because it's like, hey, I, I make more than you. I don't need you uh, right. biologically. Um, I'm, I'm doing well enough for myself. Uh, I'll I'll get this cocaine out of my nose myself. Well, I don't know. I actually don't know what happened to her. According to uh, Wikipedia, she died of pneumonia. Which I had pneumonia once, and I needed all the king's horses and all the king's men. To be back on a good course. Right. Yeah. So there you go. We'll have, we'll talk more about Brittany Murphy next week. When I we? Oh my goodness! Yeah. How could we? <laughs> but I. I I feel like we should move forward with other topics. Uh, I just want to—I want everyone to know so they can look up for themselves. The, the documentary is titled "What Happened, to Brittany Murphy," covering the mystery surrounding Murphy's death. Yeah. The documentary, uh, co-starring Taryn Manning, whoever that is, remembered her that's as a free spirit. I—I'm not oh. going to guess. That's not something we can talk about. Are you, in a, are you in a rush to provide details in the hopes that I don't return to this? Yes, I, well, yeah, I'm trying to block. I'm trying. I'm trying to block you. You may not have heard, but I used the sound effect, and I'm not ashamed of it. I didn't hear a sound effect. Well, then the, I was intent. I was intent. Joke that much funnier. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm clearing the way. I'm clearing the path for you to to move on to. Uh, uh, other other topics from the card. Uh, well, the Marvel has put out yet another series on Disney Plus. It, this time, it's Hawkeye, which is about the Jeremy Renner version of Hawkeye, whom we've seen yeah. in previous Marvel movies, and a new version of Hawkeye, a young. Yeah. I don't know if she's teenaged in the show or what she's played by Haley Stanfield and she's, she wants to be Hawkeye two or a new Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye Roman number two. This storyline comes from a series of comics in the two thousands. Where she's like a, a detective in, in L.A., kind of? Right? No. Yes, that was part of the story. She, there was the Hawkeye, the Hawkeye character, Kate Bishop, was yeah. originally one of the members of the, she's like a rich socialite type person who doesn't like that life. Which I don't even understand that. Like, if I was a rich socialite like type person, I would just revel in that life. Like, I, I would like to be like if if I'm Bruce Wayne and my parents have been murdered, I I don't I might make a vow to end all crime, but I would just be the guy yeah. having these fabulous parties. Yeah, I, I would not go on that. But anyway, Kate Bishop wants to be like Hawkeye. 
She's in a yeah. group called the Young Avengers, and then she uh, ends up hanging out with Hawkeye. And there's a, a highly regarded series. I don't remember when it was, but I read it that was written by Matt Fraction, who is a genius comic writer. And it was the artist was uh, David Aja, who is both an artist and a graphic designer, which is not to say graphic designers aren't artists, but it is kind of a different skill. And the comic was really cool. Like they, it centered around a bunch of things that happened around this building where Hawkeye lived. And one of the, one of the characters in the comics is this one-eyed dog and named Lucky because that's the kind of irony that's employed when you name animals. Anyway, they told one whole issue from the perspective of the dog, which was kind yeah. of amusing and, and really brilliantly done. I have not watched the, I guess the first two episodes have been released. I have not watched them because I'm a little bit exhausted with Marvel right now. Yeah. Just so much. I'm I'm sort of holding out hope that Spider Man will just be good and turn to form. I haven't gone to see Eternals. I went to see Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Bracelets, and it was just okay. And Black Widow, I paid extra to watch it at home, and it was just okay. So, what I, I my feeling here i i'm really mourning for our listenership because uh, i i brought up Brittany murphy without actually talking about Brittany murphy yeah and we have we're now we're talking about hawkeye the uh marvel-based series on disney plus with all of this information with with a lot of info, and I guess I was looking to uh, like, oh, is it a good series? Should I watch it? Is it entertaining? But we don't have answers to that. You haven't, uh, you haven't dipped your toes into these two episodes. Of, uh, I will yeah. eventually. I just great. I, I apologize to Marvel fans. I haven't finished What If, the cartoon series. I wasn't that into Loki. I wasn't that into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I thought, what if on? Yeah, what What if on Disney Plus? Plus? It's all on the Disney Plus. This podcast will eventually be on the Disney Plus. Uh, I think, I I don't know if we'd make it. I think we could make it on Nat Geo. We, we could we could threaten the popularity of Jeff Goldblum, whatever he's doing with Nat Geo. I don't know that we'd uh, <laughs> rock it up the table. That's the thing that everybody forgets as a part of a Disney Plus subscription is Nat Geo. They're like, oh, that's on there. Uh, we could watch that. Anyway, you were the one who had wanted to mention something about Hawkeye. I just I, I was curious. Background. Yeah, I was curious. If the show was any good, but we don't know. <laughs> uh, he, he said something about the the artwork. Uh, someone's upset that the art oh. was being made. Well, David Aja. We could get into that. Uh-huh. I, I I only have one thing to say about this. David Aja was yeah. the artist, and they used a lot of the same motifs mm-hmm. that he drew the design for the opening credits and for the promotional materials and whatnot. And Aja has been in a dispute with Marvel about his compensation. And the internet community is seized onto this as if it's their problem. And they were like, I'm not going to watch Hawkeye. Now, again, when we, when we say the internet community, I want to speak more precisely 
it's that that jobs it's that one to three percent of whack jobs who ruin everything for everybody you know they, they can either be far right or far left like the comedian bill burr was on jimmy kimmel the other day and he was like 85 percent of people are being terrorized by the other 15 percent on the far right and far left yeah there that's and that's i think that's basically what's true here is there there are people yeah. just complaining on twitter bitching about how they should pay this artist more he here is something i'm a little bit sensitive about and it's this i wrote thousands of stories in my newspaper career and i own mm-hmm. zero of them that was understood right. i went to work there they own every single thing i typed while they were paying me that's what they were paying me for that was the work that they wanted to do these artists work on contracts the contracts outline how much you're going to get paid they outline what level of ownership you have of what you're doing which is usually nothing and they outline other other details of your employment but at the end of the day while the contracts of course favor the company you know who you're getting in bed with when you sign the contract and just because your thing became a hit doesn't mean that your contract changed this is in comic book artists are not nba power forwards which is to say, if you become really good, you can have a fit and you'll get a new contract. I'm sorry. I wish that were true. I wish we respected the artists enough that we paid them more, but you can't make enough of a fuss on Twitter with your followers and people who get upset about things because that's their jam is to be upset about things you can't get enough to move a company like marvel slash disney you can't they just don't care the only person you have to be way more famous than david aja the only person that any of that was scarlett johansson yeah she sued right Uh, he settled and now they're working on a project well, together. Right. Uh, he didn't really have a case, but she she had more not of a case than he has. Yeah. Uh, if I was if I was this David Aja guy, I would be like, uh, look, I I can't even afford uh, two two consonants in my last name. A couple of vowels and one consonant. You know, I'm <laughs> barely scraping by. <laughs> I like that. Omicron, which is, yeah. I don't remember, it was the 14th letter in the grief al- alphabet, is also the latest. Is this the new, the yeah. new Transformer movie? I wish. Did, that, did I feel that joke or uh... I feel that joke? I, I deserve that. But uh <clears throat> Omicron is the latest. He's the he's voiced he's voiced by the, the guy from uh who's the planet? Who is that guy? Unicron? Are you, I think are you are you trying to make a reference to a movie you've probably never watched? Is that what's happening here? Uh, there's a movie that was a Transformer movie, and one of the characters was a planet. Right. And it was Unicron. the last voice work. And it huh? was the la- it was the last screen work of Orson Welles. So he, so the joke is Orson Welles is also vo- voicing uh, Omicron, except he's just coughing and wheezing throughout <laughs> the. Uh, movie because he's because he's got the grids or whatever he's got you know this, this latest thing this death trap circulating the, the globe is, it, is that another he's put in another voiceover or voice 
I did, I, I, I may have played a sound effect. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to upset you though. So no. good. <laughs> so you basically, Omicron. yeah, yeah, you basically ran a spike through that take. So uh, here's the thing: is I've, I've actually read, seen Transformers. I've actually seen Transformers the movie. And I was ready to make that joke. I I was I gotta admit, mm-hmm. you you fleshed it out more with bringing Did Orson Welles into it, though you couldn't remember his name, and you didn't really know the name yeah. character that he played. Yeah. But that's what we've come to expect. Here's one well, note I mean, not on the card. The la- you know the lack of details. Well, I'm going to have to return to Brittany Murphy next week because I didn't remember everything I wanted to get to. <laughs> sure, I'll pin that. We'll pin that. It's it'll come back. Here's one thing that's not on the card that I will say something about is that I tried to watch the live action version of cowboy bebop on netflix and i loved the anime on which this show is based i think it's my favorite anime series and i could barely get through the first episode i just couldn't wait for it to be over i don't know if i will watch any more of it just had sort of a vague sense of everybody not giving a shit about what they're doing. Oh. That's how I felt about it. Well, uh, kind of a Men in Black 2 feel? Maybe Men in Black 3. <laughs> men not in even as good as Men in Black 2. Yeah, Men, men, in, Black, uh, men in Black UK with Chris Hemsworth and some other handsome European person. Men in Black, too, at least. Captain David Jones was offering something fresh. Right. Maybe. I don't wish he in that. I don't know. I I forget. I I remember seeing the first one. I remember seeing the first one, and at the end of that one, Tommy Lee Jones has his memory erased, and he goes off to live happily ever after and then they bring him back he's and working then, in the post office and i think in the third one there's like a time shift and they and oh i don't know if will smith goes into the past to work with tommy lee jones as a young man who's played by josh brolin I don't know. I didn't watch any of these movies. I watched the first one. I think I saw the second one. There's at least two more, and I I just don't care. And yeah. Cowboy Bebop has the to I, me. I fear feel. Yeah, it's just like I I can't. I'm not engrossed by this at all. My recommendation is Netflix has the cartoon. They have the actual anime. Just watch that, and you'll be like, well, that was good. And then don't let don't yeah. let these guys screw it up. I don't I don't know if you're ready to move off this topic. I am. But if if you were, I am. I, I think the I think the segue is that uh, the same I don't care feel about this one episode of Cowboy Bebop is the same uh, level of caring that I've had for the Oklahoma football team for for most of the season. Well, that attitude was certainly confirmed by their loss. I think the players, yeah, I think the players have embraced that. Like, what are we doing? Uh, (laughs) uh, Well, I think, I think we've carried as much as we can. Let's lose this game. So we don't have to compete in the Big 12 championship game. We'll we'll go to a bowl game somewhere. Let's relax for a month or two. Go somewhere warm. Get get a goodie bag, and maybe maybe we'll, we'll be up for it. 
Yeah. Uh, for a team that was 10 and one, they were a very mediocre 10 and one. I mean, they were losing to Kansas at halftime. At one point, they played West Virginia very close, which West Virginia is not a very good team. They they were never offensively dominant. Who did they lose to? Well, they lost to Baylor and they lost to Oklahoma State, which those were – really, those are good losses. Both those teams are in the top ten now. So it's it's not like on on the page – uh, their losses are bad, but they all their wins uh, were pretty lackluster too. Right. I mean, Iowa State, which at one point was ranked eighth or seventh in the country, they turned out to be not that good. I think they ended up with seven wins, maybe eight. I can't remember what it was, but they they lost to Baylor. They lost to Oklahoma. They lost to Iowa. They they quickly showed themselves to be not contenders, yeah. and now this is it for the Big Twelve. I mean, I don't believe for a minute that they're going to wait for the media contract to expire in four more years. Yeah. I think the boosters or whoever comes up with the chunk of change in Oklahoma and Texas trundle on over to the SEC, and then. The I hope there's 12. some rich old guys watching this game. It's like, okay, I'm opening my checkbook now. I, I can't, I can't. It's as, as little more of this as is possible. It's uh, right. Let uh, me let me write a personal check here to get it going. I, I think Please. the difference is, I think if I were an OU fan, the way you are an OU fan, the thing that I would worry about is. You guys have been 10 and one, you know, nine and two, like forever. And you've won the big 12. You, I don't know, 12 years in a row or whatever it is, you know, the analogy I'll make. uh, Well, here's that analogy I'll make, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been playing football manager 2011 for, um, uh, eight or nine years now, roughly. And, um, you know, I've, I've won in England, I've won in France, I've won in Germany. I know exactly what players are cheap to buy to upgrade different positions. You know, I've, I've played different ways. I've even won in Germany, which is tough to do. Yeah. Uh, eventually it's like, well, I could keep winning this or I could try – Football manager 2013 or 2021, and maybe I'll lose a bunch, but it'll be a challenge. Uh, and I think that's what it is. It's like, well, we'll go to the SEC, and we're probably not going to be the dominant team, but it'll be a new challenge. We've kind of done about as much as we could have done. But can, uh, can OU fans handle being... You know, a three or four loss team every year. I don't know if they can, but they'll they'll have to. I, there's no take backsies. I think we burned that that bridge we crossed. I think we set fire to it. Um, well, I, I think you blew it up. I think that was yeah. some kind of bridge over the river Kwai situation. I mean, that thing was what, what whatever engineer came up with the horizontal drilling. Uh, help us uh, destroy the bridge that we crossed over. Uh, right. Uh, does Oklahoma have an engineering school, or is that more of an A and M thing? Yeah, we we do. Yeah, they do. Uh, if you watch the OU ads, the the little, the little girl that's doing anything she wants to do with her life, she's also. Uh, one one of the things she could do with herself would be to uh, stand in front of a uh, old old facility with a smart tablet to uh, take readings or whatever. Uh, I think that that's the kind of job my my cousin and uncle have. They just go from 
oil, oil facility, you know, oil wells. Not, not like you'd see in, in the movies. Right. Uh, but little kind of oil production little spots where the oil is underneath and take readings uh, and so forth. Fantastic. Uh, so apparently, apparently that's something you can do at OU. Okay. <laughs> well, this is the first year in forever they haven't won the Big 12. Yeah. Uh, here in Iowa, the two big programs, the University of Iowa finished strong they didn't beat anybody important, but they stumbled into the Big Ten championship game. They'll play Michigan because Did Wisconsin, Wisconsin lose. Wisconsin lost. Who'd they lose so, to? Uh, Minnesota. I would not have put wow. money on that. I would not have would not have bet you a single penny that that would have happened, but it did. So Iowa, which is a, as average or below average as can be. I think they're nine and three, maybe. We'll go and play uh, 10 or 11 and one. Michigan. Yeah, the fighting Harbaugh's, the, the khaki warriors. And I assume they'll get pasted because Iowa has a really good defense, but they can't score at all. They can't throw the ball. They can run the ball a little bit. So that should be dreadful if you're an Iowa fan. It's also dreadful for me because I hate Jim Harbaugh. Not personal animus, just he was a terrible quarterback for the Bears. One of basically all quarterbacks for the Bears. And he was... He ruined a lot of Saturday afternoons for me personally. So I take that. Uh, I, I'm still holding a grudge about that. And then between Michigan and Ohio state, those are the two big 10 programs that I mentioned this to you in a text yesterday. I said, I, I wish this is the, the show that, you know, you wish somehow the, earth would open up and swallow the stadium whole and the the players and fans would just be gone forever my hope is this is the only thing i've got left to cling to is that ohio state lost which makes me happy because like yeah. yeah ohio state sucks excuse me the ohio state sucks and after the game, there it was at Michigan, the, the students stormed the field and surrounded all these players who were taking selfies and whatnot. And I'm hoping that a good number of Wolverines get non-life-threatening cases of COVID. The, the Omicron. <laughs> yeah, I hope the Omicron it just tears through the uh the locker room of the Wolverines and they're decimated and Iowa wins that game which means for sure no one from the Big 10 is going to end up in the final four college football playoffs which would clear the way for Cincinnati assuming Cincinnati doesn't lose their final game so that's my take on college football for the week. Speaking of uh, football, you were reading the right-wing conspiracy theorist website Zero Hedge, and they were reporting on a audience decline at ESPN, which, gosh, that's hard. Uh, to yeah, I, I don't know that I had yeah, you know, we're probably into the small take part of the show. Well, let's, look at, the, let's look at the old clock on the wall. Yeah, we got 12 minutes. 
I don't know that I have much to say apart from the fact that they're uh, Murphy marathon. We should be all right. Their viewership declined eight to 10%. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, I'm happy enough for that to happen because, um, they seem like a horrible organization. Uh, they they paid through the nose for SEC and NFL coverage, and then it's like something horrible happens in those sports, and that oh we're going to cover that up or not really give it much attention. They fired a bunch of on-air personalities who were the only um, nice aspects of ESPN to begin with. You know they they went from the plucky upstart. Sport lovers to uh, we're just going to buy a bunch of content and then charge a lot for it. Uh, I think and Linda Cohn, who still does sports centers out of California, I think she's the only one out of that core group of Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann and remember from Berman. And that group of people that is left, you know, the rest of them either got fired, they got laid off, they didn't get their contracts renewed. And the transition from ESPN as a show, especially Sports Center, as a show with highlights to Sports Center as a show where people just speculate as what's going to happen. And now increasingly just constantly talk about gambling odds and when on what to bet on and who to bet on, which was even worse than when they were pandering to the fantasy football lunatics. So I, I ESPN to me is a perfect case study on an, on broadcast journalism in the, or, or at least television, cable television journalism in the sense that the entertainment division and the news division has no separation. And so therefore, like if you're ESPN, are you going to cover this concussion situation when you've got a billion dollars invested in the rights to broadcast these games how hard are you going to go against the league when things go bad i don't know i i don't i can't objectively judge whether or not they fulfilled what i would consider to be their journalistic mission i can only say that their entertainment mission is a failure to me and I'm 46 and they're trying to get that ultra fickle 18 to 30 something group to buy, to buy into their product. And I don't think that they do anyway. The only thing I watch on ESPN is PTI with Kornheiser and Wilbon, which is just two old newspaper guys yelling at each other. Uh, that's my favorite show, maybe on the air of, of any variety. And I watch live sports. Occasionally, I will watch Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt, whom I've come to like. But I've come to like him in the same way you sort of tolerate Jimmy Kimmel or one of the others after Letterman. It's like, well, I like I like Scott all, Van Pelt because all of the other good people are gone. So I'll watch Scott Van Pelt's uh, Sports Center. But other than that, I, you know, it's decline. I don't know that I cheer for it as much as I think. Well, that's that was going to happen. So. You got another zero hedge story here. The co-founder of something is dead. Um, apparently there was a guy. 
It was sub the Subway co-founder. Uh, right. The sandwich shop. Yeah, not not the New York Subway. <laughs> right on. Apparently, he loaned some other guy thousand dollars. Oh. And he went from he went from there to being uh, ninety years old and worth billions of dollars. Oh, wow. Uh, I I don't know that this was an interesting story, but it was one that I clicked on the story and actually read it. Unlike the research I did for Brittany Murphy. Um, apparently, there's two people that owned all of Subway and uh, he died and then the other guy that owned it had already died, and, and now it's being run by his um, maybe his widow or something, or she owns the the, the rights to the. Well, this will be the turning point in Subway, because I've been through this in newspapers. the The oh, first geez. generation of owners they're really into the business. It's that second and third generation of owners who just have been used to being rich their whole lives. So they don't care about it. They just want more money coming in. So expect Subway, which is not really that good, but a, but maybe decent to be well, they, they could have... expect, expect vegan subs and, you know, it's going to get worse. That's what I w- would say about that. Yeah. Two, I'm waiting for the HBO miniseries on this guy's death. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure this was a hit by Jared from prison. Former spoke uh, Jared pedophile. Yeah, I think he put him I think he had him killed. It's I have no I have no evidence for that, by the way. No no basis. In fact, I just want to say I think Jared was involved. Um they uh I feel like they should have sold this business 10, 15 years ago sure. when Subway was the talk of the walk mm. of uh, fast casual. And now there's Panera and all all these other kind of, like, uh, I think we've gotten more serious about food. The, the foodies have gotten more serious about what they, they're willing to eat. Um, well, we they see kind that of fell out. We'll see that angry British guy, Gordon Ramsay, doing Gordon Ramsay's Subway Kitchen. Ah, these aren't even real vegetables. They have no flavor, no flavor at all, throwing them on the ground, cursing. I think that may be the future for Subway. We're at the four-minute mark, Paul. We've got a, we got some topics here. Let's burn through them. we got a pin in Black Friday shopping. You went. I didn't. Uh. I went to a bookstore. I saw a uh, 2021 The Braves Won It All book, and uh, I was so bummed out by Scott Boris and his negativity. I didn't buy that. Yeah. And I, I saw a book on uh, Chuck Klosterman's party party game uh, ideas. Chuck Klosterman is a guy oh. who had exactly one good essay in which he compared he compared the empire strikes back and reality bites i don't know why anyone has read anything else he's done since then but that was a good essay so i guess the the royalties off of that essay have expired so he's putting out another 50 ideas for horrible conversations sure so that's two good decisions you made on black friday I made one good decision on Black Friday. I didn't go anywhere anything. So that was a good decision. Yeah, yeah, I win. Uh, drink of the week Irish. Uh, drink of the week Irish whiskey creams. I don't know if I have time to do this steak justice. Um, where are we? We may have to go over. Uh, I'm only following your rules here, but 
just uh, you would this is like every other take you haven't actually drank uh or drunk any of these irish whiskey creams is that correct i i didn't i didn't research Brittany murphy or um wait a minute wait a minute you didn't we didn't, re- we, you didn't research Brittany murphy you had like a 45 minute take on her well i had a take on post feminist uh, culture okay the men going their own way movement uh, and how it relates to uh, depiction of women in, in the media. Okay. But uh, not Brittany Murphy. We we didn't watch this uh, Hawkeye show. Anyway, uh, I did go to a family member for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and uh, there was a road sign. A local farm has branched out to making whiskey but they also make other whiskey products. Um, uh, one of which is creams, which I take to be a product that's like something you would put in a uh, in your coffee. Yeah, like Irish cream in a huh? Like Bailey's. Yeah. So uh, I've kind of gone of uh, become interested in this idea because there's like leftover pies. From Thanksgiving and the season for Christmas cookies, I, I think this will be the next uh, alcohol-themed uh, beverage I get into. Uh, sure, but it has it's winter. Yet. That's a good choice for that. Yeah, it's just uh, you know something for the listeners to look forward to. Is more on Irish whiskey creams a preview and Brittany. And Brittany Murphy. Yeah. There'll be more. God help us. We have that to look forward to. I didn't even get to my Thanksgiving Madagascar hissing cockroaches story, which I was very proud of. You should have put it higher on the card. It was number one on the card, but I thought we would get Doug. I thought we would get through young Dolph quicker. That, that went on. And then we stuck with the dead with Brittany Murphy. And here we are uh well, approaching the two minute warning so let's just go ahead and do paul goes to the doctor uh i i stepped on a nail what, what's happening that's the two minute warning that is? yeah oh. uh i thought i should get treatment for it uh, in advance of leaving anywhere for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, I did one of these things where I offended the, 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 the receptionist yelling at her when, when I actually wasn't, there was no, uh, inherent bias towards this receptionist. It was more like, I can't hear anything cause you've got the TV up to 11, uh, talking about, uh, rare medical conditions that feel like it could have been just heartburn, but uh, it turned into something that uh, was life-saving because you went to the minor medical clinic and, oh, by the way, come in for your routine cholesterol checks here. Uh, so you got uh, a shot. And some work done on your foot. And how is your foot doing? Uh, my my foot is fine. The, the 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 place where they gave me a shot in my uh, shoulder. Yeah, uh, it was stiff for like three or four days. Uh, okay. Is that your bad shoulder? Ten and nine shoulder. They're they're both bad. Oh. Uh, but you're right. It probably is a bad shoulder. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 uh, I'm cropping it up to a COVID-19 uh, side effect. Okay. Okay. I'm, uh, with, uh, I'm with the doubters. I'm, I'm, I'm with the COVID uh, vaccine doubters at this point. Wow. Uh, all right. Uh, Doug Jones, the longtime major league reliever is dead. The only thing that I had to say about him is that 
he was a junk ball pitcher. And I don't think any young baseball fans, if there are such a thing, would understand that there was a time when someone would come in from the bullpen or start a game and throw nothing but garbage. And they wouldn't like, like a young baseball fan would be like, what's this guy doing? Everybody throws 112 now. And it's like, no, it used to be a guy would just figure out interesting ways to scuff up the ball and, and cheat and get the ball to move all over the place. Like Maddox did it. All these other guys, you know, Glavin did it, you know. We used to have players who threw weak stuff, and they would have funny names, too, like Quisenberry and Tweaksbury. Um, but they also made, like, high-sugar cereals with General Mills, and they weren't um, throwing the baseball. Yeah. Even that even that knuckler from uh, the Red Sox. I Tim Wakefield? Yeah. Name. Yeah, Wakefield. <clears throat> you had something to say about Shohei Atane as a What? No, let's put that. That'll be next week with the, the cockroaches and Brittany Murphy. That, well, that, we're that, only over a little bit here. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, <clears throat> Thanksgiving Madagascar hissing cockroaches is a very simple story. We had we had early Thanksgiving at my parents' house. We had brisket, which I know you enjoy, and other assorted side dishes. And after dinner, we sat down to visit in the living room, and somehow the subject of the pattern on one of the fabrics of the chairs came up and my mom was like, yeah, it was called Madagascar. And I was like, Oh, like Madagascar hissing cockroaches. And my mom was like, what are you talking about? And so I just did an image search for the Madagascar hissing cockroaches for the, for that, for people who don't know, these are larger cockroaches. They're like, two, three inches long and maybe inch and a half inch wide. They're pretty big. They fit in the palm of your hand. Um, and the males hiss when they're mating or pissed off or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, I showed them the picture and then I was curious to learn when I looked at the picture that they were actually from an ad on amazon.com. And it turns out for about $13, I can get a male and female hissing cockroach delivered to me by the United States mail. So if you thought the postal carrier's job was hard before, they may have Madagascar hissing cockroaches in their satchels at any time. And apparently people keep them as pets. They breed them. They put them in yeah. an aquarium with other bugs, whatever. Yeah. It's not something that I'm into, but to each their own. But the problem is because I searched on Amazon for these Madagascar hissing cockroaches, I have yeah. been... It's screwed up my recommendations. The algorithm thinks, oh, he's taking a new direction. He's going away from Captain America comic books and, you know, crime novels and toward bug stuff. So now all of my recommendations on Amazon are like, would you like a thousand live crickets? Or maybe you'd be also interested in, you know, three pounds of uh, mealworms. So, you know, sometimes just to make a point or to make a pun, you can go too far. I've gone too far and there's no way back for me. Yeah. 
you wrote a column on this? Was it well received? Uh, the column was, uh, it did pretty well. I didn't look at the metrics on it. Uh, yeah. but it, I think it did pretty well. It did better than my column about not applying to be the local newspapers, new columnist, yeah. which I, which was fine, but, uh, I got one kind of snotty note from a former editor. So, you know, whatever, that's not my problem. But if you're interested in these topics and other fun stuff, you can visit paragraphstacker.com at any time. And donations are welcome as always. Paul, well, we've, we've gone over. We, we have, we've gone way over. But I'll have to go back and cut that. Doug, we'll have to cut that uh, young Dolph take. So. Oh, really? Maybe. I don't know. Fair uh, enough. Get right into Brittany Murphy. Uh, anyway, for Paul in Memphis, I'm Dan in Des Moines. As always, behave and be kind. Well, I guess we can close the file on that one. <laughs>